Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to it. Happy Tuesday. How's everyone doing out there? 6 a.m. listeners. Already up there attacking the day. I can feel it. I can sense it. Feel you. Good morning, Mark Schlereth. Good morning, Michael. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of suspense in that Nuggets game last night. Uh, it became pretty apparent pretty early on that this is a team that is mentally and physically checked out for the All-Star break. Uh, they limped. They limp home for one more game before the break, and everybody, even right down to the coach. Michael Malone sounds like he's battling a cold. He he sounded worn out after the game. You had Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell-Pope combined to play a combined 27 minutes. Uh, KCP leaving early with a hamstring, and uh, Jamal leaving after the first half with tibias. Tibias. What Good are, what are, old tibias. What are tibias? Tibias. I know what the tibia is, but what is what is that uh, in injury parlance? What it's like that? the shin bone. Parlance. Shin right? bone? Shin bone connected to the ankle bone. Ankle bone connected to the foot bone. You got your tibias. That's kind of a bone next thing. i tell you what, I was out there with my tibias. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's shin splints? Tibias? Is that what it is? I've never heard that. I've never heard anybody refer to it as tibias. Well, look at the official injury report. What does it say? Murray. Tibias. Tibias. Didn't return for the second half. Tibias. Well, be uh, be that as it may, whatever the medical uh, term is, uh, they are banged up. Only really two guys brought it last night. That was uh, Nikola Jokic and... Oh, there's uh, a surprise. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. So, I, I guess any reasons to be concerned, or is it just a tired team that is ready for a break? Yeah, I think, you know, no reason to be concerned. I mean, I think it's just a team that's managing themselves before the break, getting themselves some rest. I mean, do you th- see anything else? There's no other explanation, is there? No. It's a team that has played the entire season with a bullseye on their back. Mm-hmm. Every night they're getting everybody's best shot. Sure. And I I would think, you tell me, you're the, the, ex, the, the, the pro athlete, uh, I would think that 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 gets me difficult. Well, it's ex- it is exhausting as it you know as it always is. That's I mean that's just the way it is. And and some of these games you don't like. This is one of those things right before the break. Like you said, you're coming home, one game left. You're just kind of coasting. And I mean that is the NBA. That's the way it works. And it works in that it works in in that regard to every. It's like week 18 if you've got things locked up. You, know, you start rotating guys, and when you, you we talk about Contavious Paul Caldwell Pope getting nine minutes, Jamal Murray getting seventeen minutes, you, like you understand what they're doing, you get it. Yeah, Malone said in in the case of KCP, you know, he asked him near the end of the first quarter, "How you doing?" He kind of hesitated. Malone said, "Okay, that's enough for me." The hesitation was enough to say, "We'll shut you down," and then at the at the uh, near the end of the uh, second quarter, Jamal said, "Yeah, I'm just not feeling it tonight. Yeah. I'll, I'll let me let me finish the half." And Malone said, "Nope, get out. We got too long of a season. If <laughs> we expect to be playing into June, we're not going to worry about uh, a night in Milwaukee on February 12th." Did you know, he mention his tibias? 
Uh, Coach, it's my tibias. It's my tibias, man. My tibias. My tibias just aren't firing. Whatever happened? I don't know. I just looked down. My tibias weren't on. <laughs> now, it, is tibias just the the official medical term for heavy legs? Could be. All this time, all this time with Tulo. Yeah. If we'd have just known it was tibias. Wouldn't made fun of him. Yeah. You just get a nice technical term like that. Exactly. Some exactly. doctoring. We get some doctoring. If he'd gotten a doctor's note with a more medical-sounding term, we wouldn't have got all over him. To whom it may concern, please excuse Tulo because his tibias are tender. <laughs> tender tibias. <laughs> Meanwhile, the avalanche tonight. Yeesh. Uh, as Kale McCarr said the other day, he says, I've never experienced anything like this since I've been here. A, a losing streak like this. Four in a row. Is it four in a row? Three in regulation. A 4 nothing beatdown at the hands of Florida in their last game. And now, Jared Bednar having to resort to the dreaded, we had a really good practice today. Ooh. They had a really good practice yesterday. They were tight, huh? They good practice. Tightened up the screws. Paid attention to the details. Okay. Get back to right. covering the details. There's a lot of tape to tape going Things on. Things have got a little sloppy. Uh -huh. they, they looked at the film. Okay. Looked at the film. They swept the corners. That's obvious. Now they're ready. I don't know how many slumps you went through as a player, but... Uh, when a team goes into a slump, how do you break out of it? That's a good question. That is a, uh, like, so I suppose if you had a clear-cut answer, there would be coaches all around America that would love, love you to clue them in. Well, I'm a big believer, like, even if you're slumping during the, the process of a game, even in a game, then it becomes, then it becomes, the execution of, of the little minute details of stuff you do all the time. So I'm always one of those guys that just basically says when we're struggling, it's let's get back to the basics, which a lot of coaches talk about, back to basics, but let's just go out and let's out-physical somebody. Like I don't want to out-finesse you. I don't want to try to – and I say this all the time in football. You can't finesse yourself back into an offensive rhythm. You got to you got to beat somebody into an offensive rhythm, and so I, I just am a believer in that. That's just the way it always seemed to work, and the way I always felt like we had success as a football team. Also today, our final leftover Tuesday, uh, the stuff that maybe got left unsaid slipped through the cracks in the immediate aftermath of usually a Bronco uh, reaction Monday, but in this case, the Super Bowl. So if you get some Super Bowl leftovers. Along with reaction to uh, the Nuggets and Avs, hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Up next, we play a little game. Mark loves silly little games. Yes. We play a game of what is Sean Payton saying and what does Sean actually mean. Ooh. Next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. As I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? Get storm-ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash stormready. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans.
Mike Kless will join us coming up in about 30 minutes. Our 9 News Bronco Insider. As uh, we are rolling now into a Tuesday morning. Although we are not intact. We are not whole this morning. Uh, Sydney. Sydney Cora. New addition to the, the morning crew here. Yeah. Yeah. We call her Sid the Kid. We call her Rogue. But right now we call her absent. She's not here. Fever. Johnny Fever. What's going on? Where is she? I don't know. It took you a segment to realize it. I did. But, I did uh, notice right away. Yeah, we're only three-fourths. I just got the call. She, uh, in her defense, because I've done this. I think we've all done this. At some point, her alarm was set to p.m., not a.m. Oh, the old a.m., p.m. switcheroo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Oh, Tale yeah. as old as time. If it's got me once... That'll be the first time it got me. <laughs> I know. I just damn PM. I, 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 we were talking about this. I, it, I've been doing this for over thirty years now. I think I can count on one hand the number of times the iPhone I've overslept. Right. The iPhone though, when you set your iPhone, it will sometimes. It can't flip between the two. It happened to me once. Yeah. In the two years I've found this, show. I'm just so freaking paranoid. I am too. I think it sometimes it affects the way I sleep. Because I'm paranoid. Like, I don't sleep as well as I should. Because I'm paranoid. It's funny. That was, that was the way I was all... That's why I was going to bed at 7.30 in, in Vegas. And I was getting up at, like, 2.30 because, you know, I had the walk. I had to schedule my... I had to schedule my pooping. Your morning constitution. Yeah. So, I mean, it was all... It was all like, okay, I got a 20... So, 20-some-odd 20 minute walk from my hotel to the... To the convention center, and then you know, so you, I just would wake up super early. I'm that way. I'm I'm a total paranoid. See, something tells me that our six a.m. listeners uh, understand the paranoia. They, they don't oversleep. Yeah, no. That, that if you're up right now and you are moving, yeah, I I I gotta believe you're not the oversleep type people. There's That's a, the people who start getting closer to seven. Mm. Then I think I think as we move along throughout the morning. It, it would right. be like a, it would be like a graph, you know, and the arrow would the the, mm -hmm. the arrow that red line would just keep going up yeah. with the amount of people who oversleep. Right, those are the dog ate my homework people. Right, you know. So the dog ate my homework has been replaced by ooh, geez, the old PM AM on the phone. Yeah, it gets you every time. Oh, the old PM AM switcheroo. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> Everybody knows All about right, that. Well, Sid, if you're driving in right now, be careful. Take your time. Don't mm. rush. So let's play a little game. Okay. This is uh, what did Sean Payton say and what does Sean mean? Ooh, okay. Oh, <laughs> like Sean it. made the rounds at uh, Media Day the other day. I think mm. it was Friday. And I, I listened to. I didn't see him there Friday. You know, I, I'm surprised. I, I know I asked you that. I'm surprised you didn't see him because he was very, he was he was all around. I he mean, had, I was rubbing no elbows with everybody. He, too. Had a, he had a lot of different shows, national shows. Uh -huh. And it was interesting to listen oh, to. Oh, I know what happened. The big national shows are on the outside. They're on the outside, the perimeter of Radio Row. Oh. So if you put a giant, let's call it a giant kind of rectangle room, you know, a huge, huge room. Big, big yeah, big right. convention center room. Yeah. And then there's an inside section that is cordoned off by a little, you know, a little portable partition. And that's where all the local radio shows are. And then on the outside is all the national shows, 
all the big, you know, Mad Dog Sports and all that kind of stuff, and then the McAfee Show and and Kay Adams Show and all that. And so most of my radio tour on Friday after I was done with our radio show was on the inside, except I did all the I did all the Mad Dog. I did three or four Mad Dogs, but they're all in one area. I got you. So he was probably on the outside while I was on the inside, ah, and I didn't see him. Inside out game. It's like the PMAM game. That's right. It'll get you. It'll get you. It's so Sean Payton. Uh huh. And it was funny listening to. I probably listened to four or five different shows that he was on. Mm-hmm. And how he gave basically the same answer mm. over and over again. Right. He was definitely sticking with the talking the script. He yeah. was sticking with the script. He was sticking with the themes, the message that he wanted to get out there. So let's play a little game. This is what he says. You tell me what he means. Uh-huh. Sean telling Rich Eisen he has no issues with Russ. He and I have a great relationship, and I, he wants to be back. Mm-hmm. And so that means something. Um, but we'll see. Okay. <laughs> That's what he said. Right. What does Sean mean? He wants to be back, but we'll see. And that they have a great relationship. Yeah. Well, see you later. That. Okay, they have a great relationship. Deconstruct it for me. Yeah, I'm sure that they I'm sure that they have conversations and they have you know, it's... Well, I have conversations right. with people. It doesn't mean I have a great relationship with them. Oh, like you, you can be honest with them and everything. You know, there's a difference between having that kind of great working relationship and then going, hey, let's go get dinner or let's go hang out or let's whatever. Yeah, inside the building, we communicate well. You know, we understand each other. It's a great relationship. Here is uh, Sean, again with Rich Eisen, saying uh, that he doesn't believe in the... This is when I heard this, by the way. I was just like, oh, now I stand with Sean even more. Okay. More solidly. More steadfast. Mm-hmm. More staunch in my stand with Seanness. After he blew up the whole idea of draft a quarterback, any quarterback theory. Here's the thing we got to be careful about. If you just jump on the NFL train... Then you're like, well, there's six quarterbacks. Take one of them. You know, take Joey Harrington, not Julius Peppers. Mm-hmm. Right? John Fox, Ernie Acorsi. You got to take Harrington. No, you don't. And th- this idea that the NFL bus tells us, here are the guys, when you and I and all of us know there's only going to be one or two of those guys that we hit on. Yeah. So do we love one in the draft? I, I can't tell you that because we haven't seen him yet. Oh, God bless you. Oh, yeah. God bless you. Now, please tell me what Sean just said Sean means. Oh, there's no question. Please tell me that. There is no question that he's about getting football players. And if there happens to be a quarterback that he feels is a football player that can lead him down that path, then, yeah, he'll take a guy. But he ain't taking one for the sake of taking one. He ain't taking one because that's what the... You know, that's what all the gurus say you have to do. You know, the funny thing about the gurus is none of them have any skin in the game. None of them actually do the work. Now, the bad franchises that don't care about winning, you know what? Those, you should be happy the Broncos haven't jumped on that bandwagon. Because, yeah, they haven't. It hasn't worked out. 
But the bottom line to me, Mike, is what Sean is telling you is, dude, do the work. Get great football players. Pick a quarterback, any quarterback, is dumb. And the teams that aren't worried about winning, the teams that all they're worried about is public image and trying to sell tickets and, you know, operating like, um, you know, like Stan Pat and Blake. Those, is that right? Yes, actually. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Very good. I you saw you look to see if yeah, I was. Yeah, no, I hadn't said it in a while because we haven't been talking about baseball. And I was like, yeah. is that right? 19 yeah. Blake, Stan Pat and Blake? Yeah, Stan Pat yeah. and Blake, yeah. So, like, that's how you stay forever in that cycle of suckitude. Just take one, anyone. Anyone will do. You got to have one. It's the most important position. You got to have one. Again, it's like the numbers people telling you. It's like letting people in the analytics department tell you what to do. I hate numbers. Did you hear, did you hear Kyle Shanahan, by the way, say, hey, we've met with all our analytics people, and they told us, you know, take the ball in overtime? How'd that work out? I'd fire all the analytics people. Screw you, people. When he made reference, by the way, to John Fox, mm-hmm. our pal John Fox, Foxy. Yeah. Pelts on the wall. Uh, 2002, uh, the Panthers, coming off a 1-15 and season, had the second overall Ooh. pick. Right. And, of course, you know, it was probably the idea, you got to draft a quarterback, got to draft a quarterback, got to draft, got to draft Joey Harrington. Got to draft Joey Harrington out of... Um, Oregon. Oregon. And as he said, they went through the debate. They passed on Joey Harrington. They took Julius Peppers. Harrington turned out to be a bust. Peppers went to the Hall of Fame. Brilliant! They ignored the you got to have a quarterback no matter what. Even Mm. if you don't love him, take him. Right. Which is dumb. And, And by the way, I'm not, never once have I ever said the quarterback position isn't the most important. Yes, you have to have one. I, I just disagree with how you go and, and find that quarterback. And right. I, I especially, especially hate the they're all equal. They are all equal. Just because, as he said, the bust right. tells you that there are five quarterbacks to go in the first round. The idea that they're all equal. Pick one. None is different than the other. They all carry the same value. Right. Yes, because the the value of the position the value of the position is so high that you just plug anyone in. It is it is such a garbage. It's such a non football thing to say. Morning brew coming up next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of Joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Nuggets limp home from their short three game road trip. Losing the last two games at Sacramento, they lose by 29. At Milwaukee, they lose by 17. Certainly not how Michael Malone typically thinks of his team. Whether there's an all-star break or not, you got to be a competitor. you got to have pride. And uh, the team that lost in Sacramento, the team that lost tonight, uh, that's not who we've been. You know? And uh, so we have to find a way. You know, shots are going to go in and out. You know, that's, that's the nature of it. Right now, we got a lot of tired guys not knocking down open shots. But um, if you're not making shots, that's when it's imperative that you find a way to get stops. And obviously, we didn't do that at a good enough level tonight. No energy. Nothing. 
The only guy that really showed up, really showed up, was Nikola Jokic. Big surprise. 29 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Yeah, he doesn't use energy, though. But Contavious Caldwell-Pope only played 9 minutes with a hamstring. Jamal Murray only played 18 minutes. Got uh, sore tibias. Oh, the tibia. Michael Porter Jr., 2 of 8 from 3-point land. 3 of 11 overall. Uh, just just one of those games and just one of these periods right now that they're going through where they just look like a tired, beat-up team that's in need of the All-Star break. And yeah. honestly, Mark, I, I don't know how you feel. I'm prepared to completely give them a pass because they have... They've earned my trust. That right. When it matters, they'll be there. Yeah. I don't need to worry about it. You know, the one thing that I would... Love to see. I think everybody would love to see it. It's a game like that where you don't have the energy. You don't have, you know, you're going into the break. You've got, you know, tibias, the whole nine yards. Wouldn't you love to just see Michael Porter take over one of those games? Yes. Three of 11, shooting 23 or 27% from the field. Shot eight three-point attempts, made two. 25%. From I would love to see one of those where he just kind of looks around and goes, oh, man, nobody seems to have it like tonight. Tomi- tonight's you my night. What? You know what? I'm going to take over. I got the green light. I'm going. I'm going to take 25 shots. Right. I'm going to go out and score 37 and make it my night. Yeah. And lift and carry this team for that's what. That's one thing I would like to say. Like, hey, man, I got the green light because other guys aren't going to play tonight. Right. So let me go ahead and hoist this team on my shoulders. Let me go... Let me just give you a little taste of it. Next on the Morning Brew, the Avalanche, though, have not earned my trust when it comes to trusting them to be able to get out of this slump right now. Losers of four in a row on this uh, road trip that has become just a nightmare and something that Kale McCarr not used to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I've never really had this in my five years here. It's not like it's break leg or anything like that. you got to be ready to go. Or, or that's our job, professional hockey. So uh, if you're not ready to go, you're doing something wrong. So there's, like I said, every individual in this, in this room knows their role, and it's just um, having that executed. And um, sometimes it gets away from us. So, I mean, this is something that we're not super familiar with, losing four in a row. I don't know if this has ever happened since I've been here. Car talking to a gorilla sports. So, is this just a slump? We're in the dog days in the NHL. Just a slump, or real reasons to be worried? No, I think there are reasons to be worried. I mean, you came out of an All Star break where you didn't play for what a week, ten days, ten days, and you've been lethargic ever since. I mean, that is, that's concerning. Maybe they need to play dodgeball. They, did they work for yeah, the Nuggets? Right. It did work for the Nuggets right before they went out to uh, L.A. and beat the Lakers. They play dodgeball. That's right. What's the hockey equivalent of, of dodgeball? Is there a hockey dodgeball Maybe play type some, uh, what's that game called? Shinny? Maybe play a little shinny? Have a little fun? A little shinny out on the ice? I don't what know. What is shinny? I don't, I don't, I know the term. I don't know how to play it. Right, I think it's shinny. Do you shinny? shoot pucks at people's it's shins? Shinny. That could lead to tibia. Shinny could lead to tibia. Tibia could lead, lead to a, a night off. Shinny? Yeah, it's a hockey. It's a hockey game. 
Okay, that, well, Somebody, that pretty much sums it up. We, well, we, hockey we, game. we have hockey fans out there. Somebody explain in ways that Mark and I can understand. Shinny. Meaning Mark. Uh, what is shinny? Do you need to wear breezers when you play shinny? It's a good call. Next on the uh, morning brew, I guess let's continue the game of what Sean Payton says and what does he really mean. Uh-huh. He says that uh, they have not yet begun quarterback evaluations. Already there's stories of us, us trading up, trading down, drafting this, drafting that. Our first scouting meetings, we call it the front board meetings, they begin Monday. Okay. I couldn't tell you the jersey number of any of these college players. So according to Sean, it began yesterday. Do you believe that? For the coaches, yes. Absolutely. How about for him? Um. Yeah, no, I believe that. Of, okay, you can couch it in official ev- evaluations, but if you tell me, you're trying to tell me that Sean Payton, over the last, when, when, when the season end, month and a half ago? Right. Hasn't been already looking at these quarterbacks just out of professional curiosity? Come on. I am sure that he's seen highlights, senior bowl, stuff like that. Yes. But has he really dug in? Probably not. Like, really dug in. Hunkered down. Like, bunker mentality. No. And so it's like when I'm watching the one-on-ones, I'm like, oh, I love that kid. 64. I don't know who he is. But, you know, I mean, you'll couple all that stuff together. Yes. Do I think he's done a cursory study? And, like, do I think he knows Bo Nix wears 10? Of course I think so. By the way, quick uh, another story here on the brew. The ratings are in for the Super Bowl. Wow. Monster. 123 million most watched Super Bowl ever, most watched television program ever. So much for the NFL dying, or so much for Taylor Swift killing the NFL. Right? Do you think Taylor Swift brought those? I mean, she got she's one for one. She's like me, undefeated in the Super Bowl. Right? Right? That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at six thirty. Mike Kliss, our Bronco Insider. Fresh off a full week at the Super Bowl, his observations and impressions next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Fresh off his trip to Vegas, where no doubt he won big. The casinos, they fear Mike Kliss. He's a whale. Yeah. He's a whale. He's a sharp. He's a sharp. He rolls in. He's probably counting cards like... uh. Rain Man. <laughs> Mike Kliss, our 9 News Bronco Insider, joins us now. Morning, Michael. You know, I've gambled enough to uh, stop. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> nice. Good work by, uh, good right. work by you. Very that's smart. Place yes. limits. Hey, uh, yeah. you know, you, you talked about the potential last week of bringing Russ back and Russ coming back if they could renegotiate something. Sean Payton, during his interviews on Friday, talked about the fact that he and Russ have a, you know, a outstanding relationship, something of that nature. I don't really know what that means, but, um, you know, what's, what's the, what's it going to take? What, what is that even a possibility? Really? Yeah. To, to begin, Russ isn't coming back. Mm. Let me, let me, let me start there. Um, very highly, highly unlikely, but, um, what I, I think Zach presented it to me after Sean Payton, uh, mentioned it was possible that he comes back. 
you know, I, I said that one way that it might be possible is if Russ does renegotiate or, or take a pay cut. You know, you look at it from Russ's point of view, he's got $39 million guaranteed. He can put it in the bank this year. And $37 million next year that he's, that he's not going to get. And, um, you know, with a release. So uh, look at it uh, as 39 is one, or will you do a deal? And if, you know, Russ wants to come back, why not come back for 25 this year, 25 next year? Offer that to the Broncos. See if they, if that's a little more uh, appetizing for them to bring them back. So that's what that is. But, uh, and, and the Broncos, I think, are going to continue to send out the message until March 12th, March 13th, I think is the start of the league year. Um, on March 17th, his uh, 2025 salary of $37 million becomes fully guaranteed. So the move will be made before then, before March 17th. Um, what's going to happen is Sean Payton is going to look at free agency. He said he start, he's starting this week. He's going to look at uh, the draft prospects, and um, he's going to try hard to fall in love with someone. Um, they do want to move on. I, I do believe the Broncos want to move on from Russell Wilson. I mean, uh, that, and I'm taking that based on uh, not Sean Payton's words, but his actions. You know, the screaming at him at the sideline, the benching of him. While they were still in playoff contention, by the way, um, you know, that, that says that uh, he doesn't think Russell Wilson can operate his offense. And so he's going to look hard for someone else. I don't think he knows who that someone else is yet. And so that's a, that's an honest assessment from Sean Payton. Um, and if they do find someone, and I think they will, then Russ will move on. So that that's what it is. But, you know, maybe Sean finds no one he likes, no one in free agency, uh, no one in the draft uh, excites him that he thinks can operate his offense. And uh, they take a, take another look at Russell Wilson with a with a contract restructure, but that's um, we're talking about all those things happening. We're talking about you know maybe two to three percent. Okay, so the, you do leave a slight. The door is slightly ajar, but the first thing that would, <laughs> but the main thing that would have to happen that's is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. Let, let me just reiterate. Slightly ajar, slightly. I don't think Russ is. I, I I don't think Russ is coming back. No, I know you said. I know you said that at the beginning, but then you did kind of. Yeah. You know, you you went through some scenarios. That's that, what happens to me. No, no, the next no, no, thing no, no, I know, no. I say something really stupid, <laughs> no, no, I know. and then it's all I, over no, the we're internet. Not, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. Right. No, we're not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna say. Gird your loins, no, Cliff. No, no, Here he no, comes. No, no, no. This yeah. is not. Hey, Mike Cliff says. Uh, you know, Russ is coming back. No, I'm not gonna. Well, do, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. But, but, but. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it yesterday on on the fan with uh, uh, Josh and Stoke that it was a report by Mike Cliff. Yes, uh, I, I was just uh, I was just answering a, a hypothetical from uh, from Zach, and so anyway, take that as it as it as it is. Um, it's uh, look, guys, uh, you know there it, it's not it's not one hundred percent that Russ is gone, but it's it's. Uh, it's real close to 100% that Russ is gone. Fair enough. Does Sean, so, yeah. Sean strike you? You said that Sean is going to try hard to fall in love with somebody, a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, does, does Sean strike you? He said this during his round of interviews, but do, do you think he means it, that he's not 
somebody who believes you 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 take a quarterback any quarterback. He'll try to fall in love, but if he doesn't, he's not going to force the issue. Yeah, I mean, he can't. He, he can't force the issue. Um, he still has Jared Stidham, who he does like. Um, you know, I know he didn't wow uh, anyone in Broncos country, but um, he does like Jared Stidham. And I do think, let's start with free agency because that's where it's really going to start. Um, I think uh, any quarterback in free agency, if, if, if I don't know what the money, what, you know, where the, what the Broncos can do with this uh, salary cap situation, but if, the, if, the, if it's tied or close, I think any quarterback would, uh, you know, sh- uh, to play for Sean Payton is going to break the tie. I mean, you got, uh, you know, if you're Mason Rudolph, let's say, and the Broncos like Mason Rudolph, and and he's Mason Rudolph has three teams coming after him, a chance to go play for Sean Payton, and uh, a situation where you know Jared Stidham is your competition, you know the Broncos are gonna, the Broncos are likely to get their guy, is what I'm saying. Uh, even Baker Mayfield, if things don't work out in Tampa Bay, and everyone thinks he's going back to Tampa Bay. But what happens if Tampa Bay can't uh, sign Mike Evans? You know, they're both up. Uh, it, I, I would think it would be tough for Tampa Bay to pay both. And uh, so returning to Tampa Bay is, uh, you know, doesn't look so good for Baker Mayfield. So, um, you know, there's going to be some quarterbacks and free agency. And if the Bronco and if Sean Payton identifies one and um, – you know, he. I think he is on record going back a ways that uh, he likes Baker Mayfield in his game. You know that. Uh, you know, I think the Broncos would have a good chance of uh, getting the free agent quarterback that they like. So, um, you know, I, I do think it's going to uh, it, it's going to move on from someone else. That I do believe this too, guys. The reason why, I mean, money's a component of why he was benched in the in the last two games. But I think 80% of the reason was Sean Payton didn't like the way Russell Wilson operated his offense. You know, the pre-snap stuff. He talked about that uh, to Jim Rome. You know, the, uh, you gotta, you gotta identify the mic. You gotta put the receiver in motion. You know, when, uh, when uh, Russell Wilson threw the interception at Houston uh, last play of the game and cost him the game, uh, Cortland was supposed to go in motion, but the quarterback, you know, uh, Sean mentioned how the quarterback didn't put the receiver in motion. You know, those are all the kind of things that Sean likes, Sean Payton likes for his offense. And, um, you know, so I, I, I think money aside, uh, that doesn't change the fact that Sean Payton wants his own quarterback. Well, I could just see it later on today. Bronco insider Mike Kliss reports – Baker Mayfield will be Broncos' next quarterback. All right, what do you yeah. think, Mike? I'm going to run with that, all right? Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I talk myself into things. I, I, don't, I don't know. That's how it happens, Mark, Mike. Mark's nodding right along Mike, as you say that's that. How it, that's, yeah. how, yeah. that's how it works. Uh, Mike, great stuff, as always. Uh, glad you had a good week in, uh, in Vegas. You did great work. We used a lot of your stuff. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Mike Kliss, our 9 News Bronco Insider on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Four Down Territory, coming up next.